In today's episode of Sam Talks Telehealth, I'm so excited to be joined by Tim Bilbray, the co-founder of Recovery Health Plus, a cardiac rehab home program. Now you all love how I know taking things from the clinical space into the home, and this is a perfect example in that cardiac rehab space of how we can really make it more convenient more user-friendly, and more in a place where patients spend more of their time, their home. So without further ado, let's get straight to the podcast. Okay. Well, Tim, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Uh, just to kick us off, let us let the audience know a little bit about who you are and the company that you're with. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me today. My name is Tim Bilbury. I am the President and co-founder of Recovery Plus USA. I'm an exercise physiologist by trade. Most of my life has been spent in the traditional uh, brick and mortar hospital-based uh, cardiac rehab sector. And now we have uh, moved on and ventured off into a digital therapeutics and remote patient monitoring slash telemedicine side. Awesome. Well, I'm excited because, you know, years ago I've done work in cardiac and pulmonary rehab. And certainly we always thought about like, some of these things could be done from home. So as someone who, you know, was in that hospital space and then now being a digital therapeutics, remote patient monitoring, you're really one of those leaders and taking it outside of the walls of the hospital. But I think both of us, you know, hospitals are a little adverse to change. So tell me a little bit about what has that meant to approach clinicians, whether it's the cardiologist or other, um, you know, the cardiac centers in that hospital base of taking this from that setting into the home? What has been that experience? The experience has really been kind of a, it's, it's kind of been a, a twofold issue because really when you look at it, the, the, the variable that really kind of pushed change was, you know, was, was, you know, the COVID pandemic. Pre-COVID, you know, there was a lot of, I don't want to say hesitation, but there was a lot of, well, you know, we're, 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 in, we're in the brick and mortar facility, you're inside of a hospital, you know, group exercise classes, you know, scheduled, you know, structured days. And as that, as, and that's the way it's just been for, you know, for decades, you know, cardiac rehab in a, in a hospital has been around for several decades now, but once the COVID pandemic hit, if this, you know, you, you know, a lot of these traditional settings, you know, especially had a, had a very difficult time because, you know, you look at the social distancing, you look at, you know, possible furloughs and then, you know, un the unfortunate closure of some of these, uh, uh, some of these home-based, or I'm sorry, these hospital-based programs. So really where we, we've kind of gone into this and especially approaching clinicians and, and everything else is, there is a lot more um, um, openness to it because, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes, it all comes back to, you know, taking care of the patients, the patients, you know, regardless of, you know, whether COVID's active, whether it's hot, whether on a downturn or however that ends up looking, patients are still having heart attacks, patients are still having heart surgeries and being able to find a patient centered approach to improve what I like to call improve the accessibility to care for those patients in the home, I mean, social distancing in the home is pretty easy. So, you know, making it convenient and easier for the patients, that's, that, that was our mission, that was our goal when we got into this. 
Awesome. Now tell me from a, from the patient's standpoint in terms of exercise, you know, the patient may not have, you know, a treadmill at home and traditionally our cardiac rehab would have treadmill and we'd also, uh, you know, oops, that looks like they're degrading. Maybe we call an ambulance. So talk a little bit about that. Cause I've heard some of that concerns from clinician is how do we replicate the same safety level, but also that, that type of exercise level at home. Have you addressed those things? Well, initially, it all starts with the, the, you know, the, the cardiologist or referring physician in this case, you know, having the patient and the cardiologist both understand, you know, the patients are going to be at home, you know, exercising and in, 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 in things like that. However, you know, the big, the, the, the cross comparison turned into, you know, do, you know, the patient does live their everyday life. They do focus on, you know, they have their basic, you know, ADLs. They do have their, you know, they go to church, go to the store, go, you know, go shopping. Um, and so really this, the conversation turned into, you know, what are, you know, what are we kind of competing against here? Oh, not, and I mean, it not from, you know, one center versus another, but, you know, being able to provide whether it's the traditional cardiac rehab or home-based cardiac rehab, because if the patient does not go to a traditional cardiac rehab inside of a facility, they're not having cardiac rehab. So you're, you're the, the, the counter option, you know, to this is, is, you know, it's something over nothing. And in this case, it's helping the patient, um, and making sure the patient's aware, making sure the safety standards, you know, are in place. If there is some form of advanced, you know, therapy or, you know, needed, then we can, you know, you can consider home health. But again, working with the referring physician and the patient to understand, you know, when you first have the patient get enrolled into the program, you know, it all starts with the assessment. Is the patient A or are they safe? Do they, you know, when you, when, you know, you're able to, you know, video face, you know, video FaceTime them, you're able to see, the patient's living situation, do they have access to, you know, fitness equipment, treadmills, bike weights, 99% of those are going to be a no. And so utilize them again, exercise physiologists by trade to, to get a good, you know, a, a, you know, a workout, you know, when you look at this at a home-based setting, you're not going into this approach with trying to you know, make, you know, make these people quote unquote weekend warriors to where they go in and they're just, you know, gym muscles over functional muscles, because what we, what we've traditionally focused in with recovery plus USA is, you know, it's functional movement patterns, it's movement training, it's balance training. While we don't have that treadmill, you know, you do have the, the ability to create an exercise prescription an activity prescription for the patient at home based on what they have access to do they have you know do they have stairs but then again you are you always want to come into the focus of you know eliminating falls absolute patient safety but you know slowly working that in with the patient that's where you know it all starts with the assessment and then seeing what we have access to yeah. How do you think this, since you're really using what's in their home already or things like that, have you seen that patients actually then are more conscious all the time about their, you know, therapy? Because if I think of a cardiac rehab setting where it's very structured, then when they go home, it might be like, whatever, I'm back to my life. Like, how have you seen those differences by actually being in someone's home and training them in a setting that they have, you know, you're using the tools they have? Yeah, no, and that's that's a that's a perfect question because one of the biggest I would say, out of my 15 years and working in a hospital-based setting, you know, you know, two of the really big issues that we came across was 
uh, geographic location. There is there is a very limited access of these you know traditional cardiac rehab uh, uh, programs because they're usually reserved for you know an urban environment and and inside of a hospital. And also too, then the, the scheduling component because you know if patients have to go back to work. You know, cardiac rehab programs are typically open. You know, Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to five p.m. Because some of the rules, some of the laws that are in place, is a physician has to be either in the building or readily available, or even in some some instances where the physician actually has to be physically present inside the actual inside the actual uh, uh, rehab department. So. In this case, being able to, you know, think and be able to work that outside the box, utilize the current Medicare guidelines for, you know, the different types of charge codes, the different types of CPT codes that are available and understanding what those guidelines mean, then we're able to take care of patients, you know, they can go to work, they can, you know, they can do it from their house, they, you know, the travel time, the maybe the inability to drive, um, and then having that piece broken out to where, it's, it's just, it's more convenient because I mean, too, when, when the patient's at their home, you know, you're going to have a much greater chance of the patient uh, being compliant, actually participating because they can do it on their own time when they feel, uh, when they feel like they can do it. Yeah. I'd love that. For a short break in the podcast, I want to talk to clinicians out there who'd like more resources and support around getting on the camera. We know you've been doing it for well over a year but there's still some things that can always help you present just as professional as in clinic as you do on camera. So for additional resources, I've created a workshop called Camera Confidence for Clinicians. You can find that at telehealtheasy.com forward slash camera. And that's a workshop to really help you get more connected with your patients, feel as professional in person as you do on the screen. And it's a nice workshop to be able to give you all the tools checklists and some really easy hacks to make it you know less overwhelming to be on camera and not so worried about i don't know the second chin or any other variety of things but we've got you covered telehealtheasy.com forward slash camera for a great workshop on improving your virtual health visits and with that let's get back to the podcast now you mentioned you said a little bit about the codes and the CPT codes, and obviously in the virtual care world, we're all continue to watch what um, you know Medicare does and doesn't pay for. Obviously, mm -hmm. the inclusion of cardiac rehab and pulmonary rehab as a reimbursable allowance from a patient's home has been huge, right, and helped move into these virtual space. Um, as you look forward, you know we're all sort of in that in between. Um, what, you know, what are you thinking as an organization, as a company of, if it were to go away, do you think it'll, you know, it's sort of magic right. crystal ball. What are your thoughts at this time? Yeah. And, and, and that is, that is where, um, that's where the, the biggest question lies when it comes to, um, these, you know, the, the, uh, home-based facility-based cardiac rehab programs, you know, making that leap into a home-based or hybrid, uh, cardiac rehab sector is, and I've just the way that I've always looked at it, I, most of the issues or most of the problems that, that I've, you know, personally or professionally have with, uh, uh, you know, any sort of uh, barriers to traditional cardiac rehab is always been inside that what, what, you know, the definition of that charge code. 
And there's been a lot of efforts, a lot of, you know, groups, a lot of, you know, a lot of hardworking individuals have gone and are trying to modify that, that CPT code, that billable code, because at the end of the day, if, you know, you got to have a, 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 to support a program, you have to have some form of a financially viable model for it to exist because you got to pay for nurses, you got to pay, for, you know, you got to pay your taxes, you got to do all sorts of the things needed to be able to have these, uh, have this cardiac rehab program at home. So some of my, you know, some of the, some of the things that were, I found, and it's once, once we started focusing and moving away from that traditional cardiac rehab, you know, billing code, you know, you, we have to, you know, you have to wait for a heart attack for it to be able to start exercise there, you know, a cardiac rehab program, you have to have wait for a heart attack, or you have to wait for heart surgery, or, you know, if you have heart failure, if your ejection fraction is above 35%, you can't, you know, you can't attend cardiac rehab. We have to, you know, and as a clinician, it's, you know, you talk to the patients while they're in the hospital and you're just, you know, your, your ejection fraction is 40. I have to wait for you to get sicker before I can start you in this cardiac rehab program, exercise therapy, dietitian, bottle sign measurements, medication adherence, all the fun stuff, all the really good stuff where you get the benefits of cardiac rehab. You know, there's, there's limitations based on, you know, on based on that when you know on, on the actual charge code so what we did and that's how we you know when we came out and created the recovery plus usa we we moved away from the traditional cardiac rehab charge code when we went the telemedicine route we went the remote patient monitoring route we you know since i don't want to say since 2016 you know medicare has started releasing different charge codes that are out there you know, because when you break down what is cardiac rehab, right? It's exercise therapy, it's, you know, uh, dietary consultations, it's nursing and education, medication adherence, you know, and, and, and vital sign biometric collect collection, symptom management, you know, and all of that typically has been bracketed under one code um, uh, for cardiac rehab. But, you know, on the other side, when you look at the virtual medicine side, Medicare has released multiple codes to support those individual components. And then that's where, like I said, when we, we, as a company, we stopped billing the traditional cardiac rehab charge code, even though we, you know, we provide the same basic services, the same exercise therapy, dietary consultations, you know, biometric surveillance, you know, we're able to support it through the increase in the rise of these, of these telemedicine style programs. I love it. I think, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, I, I see where you and I have similarities is that at times when I'm working with clients and talking with people, it's like, no, let's actually look at the codes that exist mm -hmm. and figure out if your services can match into that. So it's not reducing clinical care. It's not making right. less of an efficacious program. It's the unfortunate <laughs> part of working in the American healthcare system is sometimes you have to just look at the giant code list and say, does this legally meet this code requirement? And can I provide that same level of care? So I love that, that you've done that because that allows you to keep growing and to be less tied to, oh my gosh, what is CMS? What are the payers right. going to do? Because you're, you're using what's available. So I absolutely love that. So tell me, I always like to wrap on this question. If you could change one thing in healthcare, what would you change? Oh boy, I would change. If there was one thing I could change, that would be uh, eliminating the healthcare gap between um, urban and rural areas. 
because uh, that's that is that is a very very significant piece to this as far as the accessibility of care because you know even too uh, you, you know speaking with you prior to this call it's you know I'm in you know I'm in I'm in rural Texas I'm in, I live in small town Texas and and the you know but I've been living in you know the the Dallas Texas area for goodness gracious almost you know 20, 20 you know almost 20 years and just once you've been once you've been in one and you've been in the other as far as urban slash rural environments it's it's completely different and you know you know people you know they get they get sick you know whether it's in small town texas or in the cities or, or wherever it is and that's being able to eliminate that differentiator in, in healthcare would be would be the number one be the number one thing i would support i love that yeah and i think and you know i've worked across rural for many years and uh yeah it's two totally different worlds so i'm excited to have two someone like you world. yeah two totally a addressing that so tim where can everybody find you i'll obviously put these uh links in the show notes but let us know where do they track you down yeah the best way to find us is, is please go to our website it's recoveryplus.health and we have any information that anybody would want from the from the website. We there's a form that they can fill out, and we can contact them, provide them with additional information, or even even help them out however we can. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I think again, things like cardiac rehab moving into the home, it's one more way that we can serve patients regardless of where they are and in a life that fits them, right? People have jobs between eight and five, Monday through Friday, uh, just like the hospitals have a job at that time. So these Absolutely. kinds of things I think are wonderful. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm excited for people to learn more about you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invite. And it was nice getting to meet you. And uh, um, until next time, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Sam Talks Telehealth as much as I have. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast. That way you know when the new ones are dropped. And for all of those who want to learn more about telehealth, more resources, and have a chance to work with me directly, feel free to go to telehealtheasy.com where you can find all the online courses and specialized services that I offer. We'll see you back here next time.